I, I wanted to share the idea of home and how different people could understand home in different ways, depending on where you're from and who you are. And here I wanted to share with the, with the young readers what home could be when you are, when you live in the Amazon, in the Peruvian Amazon, specifically as an Ashaninka uh, person. Hey everyone, I'm Bianca Schultz from the Children's Book of You, and this is the Growing Readers Podcast. In this episode, I talk with the absolutely incredible, award-winning author-illustrator, Juana Martinez-Neal. Juana is the Peruvian-born daughter and granddaughter of painters. Her debut as an author-illustrator, Alma, and how she got her name, was awarded a Caldecott honor and was published in Spanish too. She also illustrated La Princesa and the Pea by Susan Middleton Elia, for which she won a Pura Belpre Illustrator Award, and Fry Bread, a Native American family story by Kevin Noble Millard, which won a Robert F. Seibert Medal. Today we talk about the heartfelt, visually stunning picture book, Sonia's Rainforest, which illuminates a young girl's day of play and adventure in the lush rainforest of Peru. Before I tell you more about the story, I'm really excited to let you know that we have a special Spanish edition episode coming up in which Juana discusses Sonia's Rainforest with the Children's Book Review's very own Luisa Lafleur. Be sure to keep an ear out. Okay, here's the story synopsis. Zanya's home is in the Amazon rainforest, where it is always green and full of life. Every morning, the rainforest calls to Zanya, and every morning, she answers. She visits the sloth family, greets the giant anteater, and runs with the speedy jaguar. But one morning, the rainforest calls to her in a troubled voice. How? Will Zonia answer? Acclaimed author-illustrator Juana Martinez-Neal explores the wonders of the rainforest with Sonia, an Asha Ninka girl, in her joyful outdoor adventures. The engaging text emphasizes Sonia's empowering bond with her home, while the illustrations, created on paper made from banana bark, burst with luxuriant greens and delicate details. Illuminating back matter includes a translation of the story in Asha Ninka, information on the Asha Ninka community, and resources on the Amazon rainforest and its wildlife. I am so excited to talk to you. You are one of my all-time favorite illustrators. Your artwork always brings so much joy. There is so much richness. There are always rosy cheeks. I just, I absolutely love it. I'm really excited to talk about your latest picture book. But before we do, I was hoping that you could introduce yourself to our readers or listeners, I should say, and uh, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself. 
Sure. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. And I am Juana Martinez Neal. I am an author and an illustrator. I illustrate more than I write. Uh, right now, if you look at the books that are out that I made, um, I was born and raised in Lima, Peru, and then moved to the US when I was 23. And um, since then, you know, since then, since I moved, then I found children's books. And, and after having my second child, I, my husband kind of pointed me into the direction of children's books. And then here I am, you know, a few years later. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You have so many amazing books under your belt. I think what's great about this latest book is that it's a conversation stutter about the environment and about connecting with and listening to Indigenous people. So, will you tell everybody the name of your new book and share a little bit about what the story is about? Sure. My, my new, my latest author, which is my second author illustrator picture book that is. Uh, coming right after Alma and how she got her name and Alma y como tu hombre. The new book is Sonia's Rainforest and it's also La Selva de Sonia. So it's coming out in English and Spanish simultaneously, just like Alma did. Um, Sonia is a, an Ashaninka girl. Uh, she is one of, she lives in the Peruvian Amazon. And what we do in the book is we we go along with her through her day. And basically we're just, you know, with her and spending the day with her. And, and basically is, uh, I, I wanted to share the idea of home and how different people could understand home in different ways, depending on where you're from and who you are. And here I wanted to share with the, with the young readers what home could be when you are, when you live, in the Amazon, in the Peruvian Amazon, specifically as an Ashaninka uh, person. Um, so that's briefly, <laughs> very briefly, what Sonia's Rainforest is, is about. Yeah, when I make a book, it's I have so many different ideas. It, the same with Sonia, with Alma, that it's very hard for me to just put it in a few words why I made that book, really. Um, when did you um when did you first start working on the story and was there a moment that inspired you to write it i was when i i follow ideas and i don't know i'm working on a book until much later so uh, for example with sonia i need, i didn't i was not aware that i had been chasing this idea for so long until i was completely done with the book and i was putting all my sketches and my paintings and my, you know, lino cuts and my, all my printmaking tools and everything that is, I keep a box for, for each book that I make. And I was putting everything back in the book because that only happens when I'm completely done. And that's when I realized that I had been chasing this idea for many, many, many years. I just did not know what I was working on. Um, yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know? I'm glad you brought up the sort of different multimedia in there because that's what I found in your in this book that I loved so much was all of the mixed media. I also read 
that it was it's printed on a really special kind of handmade paper. I believe it was um, handmade banana bark paper. Is that correct? It, it's paper made of banana bark. Yes. Um, so I, I am a mixed media artist. And the reason why I'm a mixed media artist is because I I like the unexpected. It keeps me it keeps me. It keeps my attention. That's what I would say. So on each book, I try to work to change my technique a little bit. Um, but I always try to throw in something new. That way, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and that not knowing is what keeps me working, keeps me digging, because I'm searching for something. Not quite know what, but I'm searching for something when I'm working on a book. So as I was working on the sketches for Sonia, I was absolutely 100% clear <laughs> that I was going to incorporate printmaking. And printmaking is something that I, I stopped using in the 90s when I was in college. <laughs> and then I left, I left college, I moved to here to the US, and then I stopped making printmaking, completely stopped doing any printmaking. And it's something that I loved. I really loved the technique that I loved. In fact, they wanted me, you could graduate as a printmaker and they wanted me to graduate as a printmaker, but I thought, no, I wanna be a painter, I really do. Um, so as I was working on the sketches, when I'm working on sketches, I'm thinking about texture, I'm thinking about colors, and I'm thinking about technique too. So I knew that all the leaves, all the leaves were going to be patterned, like a few shapes that I was going to repeat because I knew it was going to be printmaking. Now, most people looking at the sketches will not, will not be able to see that, but I knew it. <laughs> so that was an early on, you know, um, decision. Now, the next step was moving on to putting on onto paper, on color, doing working on the final art. And I knew I needed a different type of paper. I knew I could not use the paper that I normally used. I knew it's something that had heavier texture that felt more organic. I just did not know what paper it was going to be. And I was looking for, for it, like passively looking for it as I'm doing other things. And so I found my professor, my, my life drawing professor pu published something. She did a post about this paper that she said, hey, every artist, you know, artists, sculptors, if you want to print any certificates, I have this, am this amazing paper. And it, it was this paper that she was saying, you know, you can use it to print out like special, you know, diplomas or certificates. And when I saw it, I just knew this is what I need. The paper was made out of, you know, banana bark. And it was made by uh, the women from Chatsuta. It's this very small group of women who actually learn how to do it and still do it. it I, if I remember correctly, it started with nine women doing it and slowly went down. And now th I think there's only five women who are still doing the, the paper, making the paper. And it can also be different colors and they use uh, organic dyes, you know, like a chiote if you want it more red or curcuma if you want it more yellow different you know natural dyes and um, so as soon as I saw the paper I knew I knew that was the paper and as, as soon as I got the paper with me and I did the first transfer of my lino cuts and my wood cuts I it was I mean it was clear 
Well, it was I, perfect. <laughs> I sort of feel like the, all of this attention to detail, sometimes not the, the youngest readers they may not notice those minute, um, those minute te techniques, but as a whole, that is what helps your artwork to just, you know, just shine, right? There's so much love and attention that goes into each piece. And uh, I just, I, I, I loved those little like uh, leaf, um, the leaf cuts, the, the prints on the pages. I definitely noticed those and I just, just loved all the texture and it all ties together so wonderfully. I do think that even though maybe uh, young readers won't know exactly how you made something, how a piece is done or how a picture book exactly was done, I know that they understand how they feel about it. Absolutely. And that's where, that's how I start my work. I start with how, I start from that, from an emotion, from a feeling, and then how do I achieve that feeling on my work? or on my book as a whole, right? As a whole with words and writing. In the case of Sonia, it was that feeling of sharing home, what is home and how I wanted the children to read and, and understand, oh, she plays hide and seek just like me. She has her best friends just like me. She goes and she loves running around. She loves giggles for rides, everything that she does, they do. So with that, building this sense of, um, this clear understanding that Zonia is just like them. So again, it, I think it's just a matter of, even though they don't understand how the artwork is, is made, they do understand what they feel from it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's what exactly what I was trying to articulate. It's like those little details that you put into your work with love, the readers feel that, you know? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I definitely have a few favorite illustrations from the book. Um, but before I share mine with you, I would love to know if there was a sp specific illustration or even a specific line or or words that you put in the book that were your favorite i i love the beginning i do love the beginning that sonia lives with those she loves in the rainforest that is green and full of life i love i think that was i think that was that's a beautiful set of words put together um, as for illustrations, I have my absolutely favorite piece in this book is where she is laying down with the turtles and the butterflies are flying, fluttering and, and flying around her. I love the sense of, you know, quiet, but at the same time, she's so excited. You can see her toes and feet are twirling and, and, and it's this, you know, she's holding all this excitement, but she wants to stay so quiet and so still so she can enjoy that moment. I love that piece. I really do. And then the mom 
the mom when she's at the very beginning with her mom sitting outside. I love that piece too, because of the feeling of family and you know, you know being together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that one up because I loved that you included Zonia's mom breastfeeding on the very first spread. We don't see that a lot in picture books, but it is done just to perfection. It's, I mean, it's such a natural part of life and I love that you included it in there. And like you said, it shows, it, I think it just shows that feeling of connection that Zonia has with her own family right from the start and then, and then moves forward with her connection to the forest and connects the readers to it so that when we get to the point in the story where we see that the rainforest is in trouble, we're equally invested as the reader you know, so all of those little moments of building connection with family, building connection with the animals, building connection with the forest itself, or, you know, then, then we realize that, that there's trouble and that we're all connected to that piece of trouble and we, we can all have a voice and a say in it. And so you've created a beautiful story, but you've also created a conversation starter. So then we get to the very end where you've got this phenomenal amount of back matter. Um, tell me about how you worked on the back matter that's included that shares just sort of more about the Amazon and the people that live within the Amazon. Yeah, um, I am not a nonfiction author. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I am a very uh, young author, I would say, <laughs> of like folks who are young readers. So I had an idea of what I wanted to share, but like everything, I'm chasing this idea and things, pieces are building up. I knew I wanted to, I needed to include who the Ashaninka people were. I, I thought that was key to understand the story. And, and, and also the, the idea of the of back matter was an extension, an, an, an add-on to the, to the actual, uh, manuscript. It was by reading the the back matter, you expand on what you have seen. So now we know who they are and, and where they live and what's the problem because we I think it needed to be uh, explained to to the children. So that's why merely Donovan, my my um, editor, and then it was a it was a group effort. It was not one of us. It was all of us trying to work together to get this done. Uh, again, I want, I had ideas of what I wanted there, like the, the, the Bashan Inca people. I wanted a real honest, um, I, really, I wanted to share really honest information on what the situation is in, in you know, the Amazon and the people that live there, how it affects. And it was a fine, there was a lot of fine tuning because it's, as you said, I'm, as I'm working on the manuscript, it's all and the book itself. Everything is so happy-go-lucky and she's so excited and you're part of it. And there's a buildup, right? And you're so increasingly getting happy and and, and relax and you know all these different emotions as you go in the book and then you have this moment of just huge um I don't know confusion I guess right um and that took a lot of back and forth and the same with the threats to the Amazon and the back matter itself I mean how much is too much 
but how much should we share because we need an honest portrayal right we need we need the children to know the truth right when i was reading the story for the first time the story alone it was enough for me um and so when i got to the back matter I it just pushed me over the edge with the happiness that you had included it because I didn't expect it. And it was very thoughtful. Uh, and I think for families that sit down and read and enjoy your story and want to go further, it's going to just give them great stepping stones to just learn more and um so I'm really, really glad that sort of you and and your team <laughs> put all of that together. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's it's just a starting point. I think it's a jump from here. Families could expand into what other, you know, what what people are doing, what Indigenous people are doing about, you know, what's happening to them and and what else is happening. You know, I, I think it's a great starting point. From here, as you said, we leave it here. Then, what else can you find out? Right. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I personally have always wanted to go to Peru. It's very high on my list. And it just it made me think about it even more deeply about why it is that I want to go there and what would I want to see and learn about when I when I when I was there, too. I just I really I that the back matter just like it. I loved the story on its own. It was enough. And then the back matter just like it. <laughs> It pushed me over the edge. I love this book so much. Uh, so I actually, um, when I interviewed you back in 2018 to talk about Alma and how she got her name, you said that The Little Prince was your favorite book. Um, I'm going to try and say it in Spanish. El Principito. El Principito. Yeah. Okay. El Principito <laughs> um, was your favorite. And so... To be a writer, they say you need to be a reader first. Was reading The Little Prince a pivotal moment in which you considered yourself a reader? Do you think it turned you into a reader, that particular book? I knew I fell in love with what I was reading. I knew it was opening a side of me that had not been touched before. I connected. I think it was the first time I really connected to the story. Like It felt like... It's, it's really for me, you know, it's, it's in a special way. Uh, it really changed everything. And not only that, but because of the fact that he had those illustrations mixed with the words, um, that made a huge difference. Now you have to think, I did not grow up with picture books. So this, this type of book was the first time that I saw, you know, I mean, you have like the ABC books, but, uh, you know, it's just a different type of book, not picture books like we have here in the U.S. And, you know, children here are so lucky to have them. Children now, actually, all over the world are so happy to have picture books, so glad to have. Um, it's amazing that they have picture books, but I did not have that. I had novels. <laughs> but that was something else. That was that mix of words and images. It was just perfect we just did not know I needed that yeah yeah so I would love to know if there's anything else you think we need to know about um, anything you have upcoming that you're working on or just anything that you would love to share with the listeners 
Sure. I have a new book coming out on August 31st, and that's a book that I only illustrated. Um, it's written by Padma Lakshmi. It's called Tomatoes Vanilla and uh, with biking. So that book is coming out now this year. Now about Sonia. Um, so on Sonia, we also talked briefly uh, about indigenous rights and the rights of the indigenous people over their lands. And um, in some way, you know, it's something that it's also there in the book, perhaps not as the main subject, but it's something that I was very interested in sharing too. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that you did. Oh, you actually um, reminded me of something I did not ask you about. Okay. So the final illustration of Zonia, she has the, um, the red paint on her face. And I did learn a little bit about this paint from the back matter. There's a meaning to this. And are you able to share a little bit about what the meaning of the paint is on her face? Sure. So uh, the it's the Ashaninka people do do uh, have body painting and face painting that is used in different occasions. And uh, in, in the case of the face painting, they use the achiote, which is this uh, plant, and it's red. They mix it, uh, and, and then they get this paint. Now, they will paint their faces according to how they feel. And it will also communicate feelings like if they're going hunting, or if they're going fishing, or if they are um, married, or... Um, all these different, not only emotions, but situations. And it's a sense of expands to who they are and how they feel at the moment. It can also that it can also communicate determination. And that's exactly what I chose to communicate on that last thread, that Sonia is determined to protect uh, and to be ready to stand up and protect the lands, her lands. And, and again, we go to whose rainforest is Sonia's rainforest. <laughs> uh, so we're here standing with her, but she's leading. Yes. Yeah. It's a powerful, it's a powerful picture. And I think there'll be so many young readers that will want to step up and follow along with her. Do you think we'll see her again in another book? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. Well, yeah. Juana, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your artwork with young readers and also adults like me. Your books, all of them are gorgeous. And this one is no exception. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. What's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on this quest for growing readers. The Growing Readers podcast is a production of the Children's Book Review. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other app you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show to get new episodes as soon as they launch. To discover more amazing books for kids, just like Juana Martinez Neal's Zanya's Rainforest, I hope you'll visit us at the Children's Book Review.
www.thepeopleshow.com. 